gonna I'm gonna open with a short prayer, and then we're gonna get right into this text. It's a wonderful text. Precious Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for joy in the church, Father God. Thank you for giving us the hearts to rejoice and to celebrate. Because a servant of yours have gone home. And we know the Bible says the angels in heaven rejoice when one soul is saved. Father God, I believe they're rejoicing today because not only was one soul saved a long time ago, one soul has come home to be with the Lord. Not for a week, not for a month, not for a year, but for all eternity. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Here's the here's the here's the text they gave me. Psalms 86 verses 1 through 5. It says, "Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trust in thee. Be merciful unto me." O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant. For unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Amen. Kathleen cleared up everything for me when she talked about her dad. And when she mentioned George Mueller, Tom had talked to me on, what day was that again? Thursday. You can be like Deacon over here. Okay. Now, now, Tom said he was a milkman. When I read the obituary online, it said he was a milkman. So, so one of the greatest stories about George Mueller, Kathleen probably knows this, is that he was a true prayer warrior, and he prayed for things, and, and, and when he prayed for things, things happened. And so one time he was at the orphanage, and they had ran out of food. They had ran out of food. And he started praying. He got on his knees and he started praying. And he prayed to God, listen, I'm running this orphanage. You told me to set it up. And we have run out of food. And, and, and after he prayed, he said, God, you're going to do something. And he went on and sat down. And about 15, 20 minutes later, he heard a knock on the door. He heard a knock on the door. And the man that was delivering milk and bread, truck broke down. Well, back then, they didn't have tow trucks that could get there right away. He might have been there a couple days. And he said, I can't do nothing with all this food. Can you guys use it? That's George Mueller. And when I read this, when I read this scripture, and I'm thinking, okay, I, I, I listen, I know Walter from just visiting him the time that he was on our hospital services. And, I, and I'm searching. I want to talk about him. And I want to lift him up because I know he was a man of God. When I went and visited Walter, and, and, I, and I said, Walter, do you believe in Jesus Christ? And Walter would say, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I said, Walter. I say, Walter, do you believe that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life? And he said, yes, I do. I said, Walter, do you know what that means? I said, Walter, do you believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, was crucified on Calvary's cross, was buried in a borrowed tomb, 
And on the third day, rose from the grave with all power. And Walter said, yes, I do. And he was getting, he was getting excited. Now, Marty, I don't know if you can hear real well. I wish I could get right down in your ear. But Marty was sitting over there listening. And me and Walter was having church. We was having church. Because my job, as, as a, not only as a pastor of a church, but as a chaplain, is to make sure that you're ready to go. That you are ready to meet the Lord. I, I, my heart breaks when, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I meet a family and meet so many families and, and they'll say, and this, not, this doesn't apply to Walter, but they'll say, they'll say we'll, we'll take the, the uh, social workers, they can come to the house, and the nurses can come to the house, but we don't want any we want spiritual care. Okay, which means me. They don't want me to come. Not, not me as a person, but they don't want nothing to do with spiritual things. And, and, and I'll say to some of you guys in here, if you ever have a loved one, or if you have a friend that has a loved one, and they go on hospice services, make sure that the spiritual care team can come in there and meet your loved ones. Because they may have not went to church all their life. They may have never entered a church and had nothing to do with the things of God. But when you are dying, when you are dying, when the doctors say you are dying and you have less than six weeks, two weeks to live, let me tell you something. It's not our job then to determine whether or not this person wants to talk to the Lord. Because I believe God speaks. I believe God speaks. I believe God will come into that home and speak to that man or woman that has been told they only have a certain amount of time to live. And that's just... I'm not trying to promote community hospice, but all of the hospice in this area, Youngstown, Warren, they're all wonderful. Let's talk about this, these verses. David was the greatest king of all of Israel. David was a great king. God said about David, God said this about David. He is a man after my own heart. David was a great man. David had great faults. We all know when somebody mentioned David, somebody said, well, he's a great king. Well, what about he committed adultery? And he had a baby out of wedlock with Bathsheba and all and on and on and on. Well, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Now, I, 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 don't, I don't get into all that stuff. All I know about David is God said that he was a man after my own heart. And I know this. No other name is mentioned more in the Bible than David. David's name is the most mentioned name in all the scriptures. So David had a relationship with God. And this is what I meant when I said Kathleen had, 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 had opened this thing up. Because Thomas said, well, Walter was a prayer warrior. And doing a preacher's funeral is different than doing anybody else's funeral. Uh, know what a preacher wanted at his funeral? Know what I've already told my ministers and the person who's going to do my funeral? If I don't, if I don't, if I die before him, I want to hear. I want the word preached. Okay, don't be up there hopping around and all that. I want the people to hear the word of God. Okay. And this is what this is what David is saying. He's saying this in this in these verses. He's saying, "Bow down thine ear." So you can talk to God like that when you got a relationship with him. When you got a relationship with someone, you know, they're not, they're not worried about how you address them all the time. You see, but you're talking to them all the time. I've been married for 40 years, okay? 
And I talk to my wife every day. Okay, and sometimes I call her sweetie, sometimes I call her honey, sometimes I just say, hey, I need to talk to you, whatever. She responds, and she calls me some stuff too, okay? <laughs> and I respond, okay? Why? Because we have a relationship. So when I look at these verses, these five verses, they're personal, they're urgent, and, and, and they come out of, of, of a heart of humility and meekness. David is saying to God, and he's saying, bow down, down thy ear. Oh, Lord, hear me. He's pleading with God. He's pleading with God. This is the king of Israel. This is the greatest king that ever lived. And if we was using today's, if we was using the times of the day, he would probably be worth billions. He had a great kingdom. He would probably be worth billions, but you see what made David so great and made what made David such a man after God's own heart, even being the greatest king of all Israel. Listen to the humility in his voice. Maybe Walter wants to wants us to think about our prayer lives. Maybe Walter is saying, you don't know, Pastor, teach them how to pray because they're gonna need it. All we gotta do is turn on the news. And all of us need prayer. There's a song we sing. It's me. Here I am. Here I am. Me. Standing what? In the need of prayer. I'm in the need of prayer. Every time you think about it, you kind of see somebody with a bald head, a black dude riding around. Just pray for me. Just say, that guy, he looks like the guy that did Walter's funeral. And give me some prayer. Because I need prayer. You know, I got, I got folks sick. I got people. I fall in love with my patients. Okay, I've been doing funerals for the last three weeks. I, I can't even count how many funerals I've done this year. I can't even count. Somebody asked me, how many funerals you've done this year? I can't count. But I've run into some people that I fell in love with, that I absolutely fell in love with. And it takes prayer to do hospice work. Okay. So y'all pray for me. Paul, David, 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 David says in verse 2, I like this one. He says, Preserve my soul. See, see, folks think, folks think once you get saved and you serve God all your life, that you don't, you don't even have to pray because you, it's just automatic. You're just going to heaven. That's not true. The Bible says, if the righteous, if the righteous scarcely be saved, I mean, the righteous. I mean, we, 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 our, our salvation is sealed until the day of redemption, but. But we don't we don't neglect our prayer lives and our and our and our love for people because of that. We just keep on loving and keep on pleading with God to, to make sure that I'm in your will. I mean, make sure that I'm in your will. And we pray for we pray for that. David is saying, preserve my soul. Preserve my soul. Why, David? He says, For I am holy. Here's David saying that I am holy. Now, when he says that, that, that he's holy, he's not saying, well, you know, I'm a holy roller and I don't do any wrong. No. What he means is, I am devoted to you. I am devoted to you. He said, he said I am faithful to you. He said, he said I, I have some of your attributes, God. And David did. If you study the life of David, which is a fascinating story, David was compassionate. He was compassionate. He was merciful. He definitely was faithful. Y'all remember David when when David when 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 all Israel was about to about to fight the Palestinians or the Pal what's the name the Philistines? Thank you, Deacon. And 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 David David just showed up. 
He showed up to bring some bread and cheese to the battle. And, and, the, and, the, and the Israelites were trembling. They were like, and, and Goliath was down there. He was cussing them out and cussing them out. Talking about cussing the God of Israel. And David heard that. He said, well, what did he just say? He cursed the God of Israel. And David said, oh, no, no, no. And David said, I, I, what, 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 what needs to happen? David said, I'm going to fight him. I'm going down there on the battlefield. David was a small guy. And, and Saul, six foot six, said, hey, take my arm. David said, I don't fit. I don't wear that. He said, I got my armor. And he stood up front in front of Goliath. And, 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 and Goliath said, why are y'all bringing this dog to fight me? And David said, I, I got faith in God. He said, I've slaughtered a bear and a lion, and I will take care of this uncircumcised Philistine. That's the kind of faith. That's, kind of, that's some real faith to stand before a giant. David had that kind of faith. And, and, and he's saying, he said, thou art my God. All of us in here, if we was true, if we was true, we would understand that God has been good to us. Amen. Amen. Oh, y'all ain't Baptist yet. <laughs> y'all getting there. But no, no. Watch, watch this prayer. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish this. He said, preserve my soul for I am holy. Oh, thou my God. This is personal. Y'all see, y'all see the, y'all see his personal. This is his, his prayer. Make your own up. But David said, preserve my soul for I am holy. Thou art my God. You have to be able to say that. I believe Walter could say that. I believe Walter could say, thou art my God. And he says, save thy servant that trust in thee. Be merciful unto me. How about that? Mercy. Mercy. We, we, we define mercy as God not giving us what we deserve. Now, has he been merciful to you? Yes, he has. God has been merciful to us. He says, oh, Lord, I cry unto thee daily. That's where the Mueller, the George Mueller part come in. See, some people pray. Some people pray occasionally. Some people pray when they're in trouble. But true men and women of faith and of God, they pray unto God daily. Daily. They don't go by when they're not thanking God or praising God or, or saying, God, that's, that's, just give me strength for another day. There's folks I know in a, in a crowd this size, there's folks in here need strength just to finish off this day. And we look around and, and we look at Sarah and I, and I know her, her, her heart and she loved, she loved Walter and the Lord's love Walter. There's folks in here need prayer. And you can pray to God for this family. And then when you read the paper, I, I, I tell people when you see an ambulance, you see a, you see a fire truck, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for wherever that fire truck is going. If I, see, if I see a plumber's, if I see A to Z in somebody's driveway, I pray for that family. Because they're getting ready to get hammered. <laughs> Believe me, I know. Rejoice the soul of thy servant. Verse number four. Watch this. That's, that's a wonderful verse. Rejoice in the soul of thy servant. What, what, David, what David is saying is, is bless me. He said, bless me and bless all that belongs to me. That's, that's the prayer of a that's the prayer of a servant. 
Okay, the Bible says Job, in the book of Job, Job prayed for his family just in case they forgot to pray. How about that? So he's saying, he's saying, rejoice in the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, I lift up my soul. He lift up his soul to God. See, sometimes we, we lift our soul up, our souls up to politicians and, 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 and folks like that. No, lift up your soul to God. And, and, and if you have a politician, make sure he loves God. Make sure he serves God. But when you would come down to the nitty-gritty, lift up your soul to God. Lift up your soul to God. Lift up your soul to God. For thou, I like this. Thou, he's he gonna, he gonna give you a, his illustration, his his definition of how good God is. He says in verse five, and I'm gonna close with this verse. He says, "For thou, Lord, art good." Think about that. You, you remember when David, when David committed the sin with Bathsheba, he didn't go. God punished him. God killed that child. And God told David that, that, that there's going to be trouble in your house. Did it stop God from being good? No. Did it stop David from knowing that God is good? No. God is good. All the time. Somebody said that. Okay. See, Kathleen got a little Baptist in her. God is good. All the time. God is good when he's taken and when he's given. God is good. That's a hard lesson. But God is good. You know what else God is? God is love. God is love. God is good. God is ready to forgive. We had this question just the other day in a, in a, in a Bible study I was having. And a, and a guy said, well, what if somebody, if somebody dies in sin, do they still go to heaven? I said, let me tell you, if they're a believer, God is good. God forgives us for sins that we forget to Ask God to forgive us of. That's how good he is if you're his child. Think about that. Most of us in here, a lot of us in here have had children. Listen, they are children. They are children when they're bad. They are children when they're good. They are children when they're all right. God is good. David said, God, he said, the Lord, thou art good and ready to forgive. That's kind of God I love. I need a God that's ready to forgive. Especially when you're in the talking business. When you're in the talking business, like I'm in the talking business, sometimes stuff come out of your mouth. Wrong. I say, God, forgive me. So I got you. God is good. Not only is that, not only is he good. Watch what David says. This is beautiful. He's plenteous. Plenteous in mercy. There's a, there's a verse in the Bible that says he's the God of mercy. He's the God of mercy. Listen. I've already said it. I'll say it again because it's worth saying. Mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. That's a good God. He's a God of mercy. David. Then David says this as he closes. And I think this is what Walter would want us all to know. Verse 5. For, for thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. I believe I believe the, the the greatest the greatest gift a God can give a minister is to have his loved ones and his people that love him and and saved and in a relationship with the Lord. How about that? 
How about that? Precious Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this life, Father God. Thank you for thank you for Walter's love for prayer, his love for the things of God, his love for scripture, his love for people. Thank you for his children, Father God. May we pray, Father God, that they would know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord thou art good and ready to forgive and plenteous of mercy. And if they don't know him as Lord and Savior, if they don't know him as Lord and Savior, let the seed be planted in their heart today. And they'll be able to say, you know what? I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified preached at my grandfather's funeral or my brother's funeral or my father's funeral, however, whatever he means to you. Father God, touch hearts today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.